our cruising altitude, it's time for the flyover. Welcome back to the flyover view, the Heartland pod view from 30,000 feet. Coming at you this week, it's myself, Adam Summer. You know me, I've been here before, I've been on the Fridays, but we've got a new time, a first time flyer, if you will, in Rachel Parker. <laughs> She's joined me for a flyover view. I, hi, I'm a, I, this is, this is, I don't, I don't think that any 53 year old woman should, should make this kind of reference anymore, but like, I'm popping my flyover cherry today. <laughs> well, it is certainly, uh, it's certainly popping it's cer- off. Uh, it's certainly an inappropriate reference. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> well, Starting out start, great. Yeah. Well, let's start where it is great. Uh, or okay. where they had a great a great day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our big story to start it off. Uh, in a, a big relief for democracy, Ohio voters just said no. Rachel, what do you think about that? Oh, my God. Okay. So normally, like, we, we kind of hit a bunch of stories at the top of the flyover. And we're yeah. kind of kicking it back a little bit this week to kind of play with the format if you will because we're playing with it let us know what you're playing think. with yeah. it we're playing with the format because we kevin had to go adult and um when you lose a voice like that it's time to kind of reassess how you do something so that you don't sound like you're imitating somebody else right yeah like, exactly well, work. yeah precisely we're finding our own way so there is no bigger story that came out of our region this week than ohio voters voting down this issue called this amendment called issue one yeah um issue and we one. we t- we've talked about this quite a bit on this show i think most of, the, of our listeners know what this was but this was the ohio gop-led state government so the governor yeah. and his allies in the uh legislature Michael trying to DeWine. over right mr dewine trying to overhaul how voters can pass ballot initiatives in the state and i think that what happened is that voters were like no and yeah, then pretty, that's how they voted um and so nearly 60 percent of ohio yeah 57 percent plus 50 percent so 57 percent plus said right. no this was a special election the only right. issue you could vote on was this one. This was it. They, this was the this was the issue. They also, as was well covered by uh, David Pepper and others, but uh, they also limited polling locations and early voting yes. to make it yes. really hard to vote. So they, they suppressed really, the vote on top. Yeah, of it. yeah. So it really was like we're going to take a gigantic follow spot. We're going to take like eight of them. It's going to be like like you know the uh, imagine the red carpet of like the empire strikes back like you right. could have seen that shit from mars right like just lights everywhere that's what they did they they just lit up the sky with like look at what we're trying to do and voters right. were like well we're not dumb and i think especially because kansas voters really helped out this issue tremendously during the midterms by right kind of showing like what this really means and how this really works and how important this is, which led to more national discussion about the Ohio vote in the media, which I'm sure helped the no vote. So the yes vote would have required any ballot initiative to get a supermajority of voters in order to pass instead of a simple majority. So basically like imagine a filibuster proof level of votes. Only there's no filibuster. There's just voters 
And there yeah. are states where this exists, like this exists apparently in Illinois to pass uh, uh, an amendment by ballot. You have to have um, uh, 60% of the vote. But here it has given you, um, I, I love, by the way, Ray Hartman, St. Louis Insider, which I jokingly call the all cap substack um, right. because he writes his subject lines. and all. He pointed out that if you like things like giving women the right to vote, and you are a fan of ballot initiatives. This goes back to pro-democracy movements in the early 1900s in the United States. So this is a right. century plus old right that we have. Um, and I, what I, what I really appreciate about Ohioans kind of putting this issue up like this is that it is going to make it that much more difficult for them to do the same thing here in Missouri. Because again, yeah. they took, and they're going to. I think we're probably going to have to deal with this in twenty twenty four. Frankly, yeah, they're they're going um, they're they're going to give it a shot. Yeah, and I think that uh, this is the best kind of marketing that you can get when it comes to why you should give a shit about an issue. It's yeah, because like, it, and if you if you would like, not it's this is this goes beyond abortion. I know that this is kind of the marketing. Of course, it's I'm not I'm not dismissing that issue at all. Yeah, but it definitely real, is like important to point out that the that this was a veiled attempt to keep abortion illegal, illegal or off correct. the ballot or at least right. you know at least that's very correct. very difficult that's um, to get it there that that was the you know if you want to talk about the getting the ballot initiatives limited was like a bonus right right and so i think that in a weird inverse way so this isn't really about abortion this is really about uh the chamber of commerce types and those types of people right. wanting to be able to ensure that they don't have to pay minimum wage that they don't have to pay unemployment insurance that they don't have to pay anything they don't have to deal with any sort of regulation and direct right. democracy is something that they really do not like to to cotton with because voters are not dumb right it's occasionally uh, you know easy to full voters i would say that that happened with clean missouri clean missouri dirty yeah. missouri later because of the way the ballot right. cleaner missouri it. double double yeah. double sacred clean and, missouri. and i would say i think that's an exception because redistricting is something that people don't really understand and so it was easy to say that, that whatever the hell the language they used in the legislature well, they used the lobbyist gifting it was it was all you know it was a russian nesting doll yeah it was it was but i think this is very different and i just um uh, in, if you look, I would encourage people to go look at the map of who voted no and who yeah. voted yes. Uh, I loved your joke that you made before we recorded about how that map looked. <laughs> yeah, you got all the people who came together to vote no, which was a, a nice coalition, like suburban-y and, and, and urban, so, yeah. you know, coalition that voted no. It has to be suburban no. to get that many folks that voted yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, you know the the major cities. Uh, Ohio sneaky has a, a lot of pretty good sized cities, and uh, and then the rest of the state voted Republican. I mean, it was that simple. <laughs> it was that simple. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I have to say about the whole thing, and I think it's summed up uh, pretty well by a little band I like to call the Presidents of the United States. Yeah. As a guy who grew up being compared to uh, looking like Drew Carey, um, obviously that song holds a special place for me. So I hope to one day also host The Price is Right. Okay. <laughs> this is really all this has been a very long, drawn out audition you process should, for me to one day. You should 
you should want to host a game show as long as there's yeah. still broadcast TV. It is such yeah. good money. I, I would host the prices right I, on YouTube. Uh, Hole yeah, in one uh, or two. <laughs> Bravo. It's the most innovative would, game of all, of I all would, time. I've never watched Drew Carey host the prices right. I would watch you host it. He's I would right. watch he's you host right. it. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Cool. Let's uh, let's move on to the lightning round. All right, first story here. A quarter of Missouri nursing homes haven't had health inspections in a year. Uh, 510 nursing homes in Missouri, 126 have not been inspected in at least two years, uh, according to data published by U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid in July. This is kind of insane. Uh, uh, friend of mine from law school i know does some nursing home neglect work um i mean it, rachel can you imagine like having a loved one in a nursing home and, um, and reading this report many so so a couple years ago now you, you interviewed a friend of mine named crystal who lives yeah. in north carolina her mother died from nursing home neglect it's awful it's awful yeah it's it's hor- it's it's hard to quantify i mean not for all of our listeners but for people that have never been inside of a medicaid nursing home it is it is i mean it's not the way it's currently funded it's not where you want to end up um right and the system has been um starved of all sorts of uh all sorts of issues have led to this moment um mostly like the covid19 pandemic kind of kicked off the current Right. The current backlog of inspections. Um, hey, and this is also a report that ProPublica put together. So I want to um, just shout them out again for just, you know, still being one of the most important investigative journalist, journalistic uh, nonprofit outlets in America. They have yes. for a long time. I love ProPublica. Um, so the so nursing home inspections are put on hold in the earliest days of COVID. And um, since then, uh, there have been subsidies and programs that have stopped as a result of COVID, and there's also a pretty severe nursing shortage, uh, right. which has been well publicized for a long time. A lot of women nurses, mostly, uh, there was a retirement boom, which um, I used to, little small facts about me, I used to do some work with a uh, vocational nursing school in um, California, and uh the way that those schools all kind of market themselves is by saying there's going to be a nursing shortage that's, that's going to happen because right. all the boomer nurses are going to retire. And then there's going to be this retirement boom. Um, and so that happened. Like a lot of that happened. It's we're in the right. midst it legitimately of legitimately happened. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like this all took place during a time where we were kind of dealing with a, a, a Republican administration um, that right. of course wasn't going to look at like, Hey, let's train up a bunch of nurses and let's like, well, well like, on top of that, the population differences in the generations, we already have declining college populations. And it's not because college is less popular. It's because there are fewer people to go to college. Well, yeah. And like, that's when you go, okay, well, let's get people involved. Let's get people enrolled in 15 month. Um, so vocational right. nurses here are called right. something, but they're, uh, L, they're uh, P, LPNs, not LVNs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you could foreseeably say if you go get your nursing, if you get a vocational nursing degree, an associate's degree in nursing, and you work for two years, we'll pay off your loan because we're the U.S. government. We can do that. Right. No one, no. And then you can continue to go and get more, you know, certifications in nursing. You could tell people who are doing jobs they don't like 
that they could right. do that now. You could tell people in their thirties that if you want to go back to school and become a nurse, you can do it. Um, I do think that uh, what would really help though is if Mike Parson hadn't vetoed money that would have been earmarked for the ombudsman program. Now, I did not know that uh, Medicaid has an ombudsman program, but it makes sense. So there's sure. the ombudsman is the person, the professional that sits between. So it's a, it's it's run by an administrator, but they basically recruit volunteers to serve as spokespeople for the patients uh, when they live in these nursing facilities, nursing home facilities. Imagine a lot of right. these people are older, they're infirm. Um, they, uh, they don't, maybe they don't have any surviving family members left. So they do need people that can kind of advocate for them. And the Republicans in Missouri all agreed that 2.3.2.35 million in the budget to give the ombudsman 20 more people to oversee these programs would have vastly helped this problem of this uh backlog of yeah. of inspections well, look, that's just a lot of big government coming in and you know, care telling people what people. kind of health care they're but allowed I, to but get. i think again like it's not the democrat like the republicans in the missouri legislature went yes 2.35 million it is for this program our governor what did he do adam summer what did he do big fat uh let me guess veto he vetoed the funds yeah um yeah. okay i don't even know what else to say um no it, it, it's unfortunate if it wasn't so on brand uh you know it would be i don't know more surprising but yeah uh, so, it's not yeah so um uh call him and tell him he's a an, an asshole How's that? Yeah, and then maybe we all work really hard and make sure that all of our friends and family learn about uh, the competent leadership of somebody like Crystal Quaid. How about that? Who probably would uh, have not vetoed two, <laughs> yeah. two and a quarter million dollars to help old people help, uh, in, in, in nursing homes to make sure they can live there. In san in, like This is to inspect sanitary situations. This is to inspect yeah. safety. Uh, basic safety. needs. Basic yeah. needs and safety. Well, let's move over uh, to the Hoosier State. In Indiana, borrowers benefiting from Biden loan forgiveness. I think you just wanted to make me alliterate with the way you wrote that. I big did. time. Borrowers benefiting wanted... from Biden loan forgiveness big time. And you nailed I knew you'd, I knew you'd stick the landing. I knew you would. <laughs> These are my skills, people. Keep up. Um, <laughs> yeah. More than 1,900 Hoosiers look at total student loan debt forgiveness into the new Biden relief plan. Uh, U.S. Department of Education 19, put out. 19,000. That's 19,000. Uh, 19, did I say 1,900? You did. My God. I just, you know, I'm surprised there's 19,000 people, I guess, in Indiana. No, that's a joke. Sorry, Indiana. That's I like a you. Joke. I li actually like Indiana. Um, I do too. I um, like it's kind of neat. Uh, we stopped at a Mexican place once in Terre Haute, and uh, it was just like, you know how when you go to certain, like, like if a place is known for tacos and you walk up and it is spick and span, you're just like, well, these are going to suck. Um, this place, we were told to stop for this, at this Mexican place uh, in Terre Haute, and we pulled up and we were like, is it open? Which is the best question you can have to ask, right? And it was amazing, and it was just disgusting and sloppy and just, like, unbelievable. Did it, did it reek of, what is the pink, um, oh, God, I just can't, I, I can't the believe it. The cleaner? Like, yes. 
Yeah, the cleaner smell. If it smells like that pink Mexican cleaner, you know you're in the right place. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But anyway, uh, the point of this is uh, good stuff happening with uh, student loan borrowers in Indiana. What uh, what do you you got on this? Well, so I I went to the, um, I love to, as you know, I love to support the state's newsroom uh, projects. And this is from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. Um, and, um, they're highlighting basically that with, because Biden's student loan forgiveness program was kicked out by the courts, um, the administration is going, is updating, um, the backlog of their uh, existing forgiveness programs. So one of them is the income driven repayment program is is by far the biggest one. Yes. And this, this, one of them is, uh, if you. Um, have been making certain like certain people who have been making uh, the minimum payments. Minimum it's the payment, income, the yeah, income driven yeah, payment. Correct, says, correct. This is this is all you have to pay um, based on your income, and as long as you've been regular for twenty years, boom. So, how much money is this going to save those nineteen more than nineteen thousand people? Yeah, in Indiana, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Almost, I mean, it's almost a billion dollars. Yeah. So this a cool is bill. So, so this is nine hundred and so this is nine hundred and thirty-two million dollars yeah. is going to flow back into the households of uh folks in Indiana. Now this is there's federal data. This isn't just for India. This is just uh the excellent reporting uh yeah, on this particular the impact on, on this, this particular state. That's right. So but I think yeah. about like a state like that would Indiana, be funny which, if there was like a federal program that just forgave student loans just, for people in just, Indiana. Yeah, just because somebody's like, like, I'm a, you guys I got this love, whole time zone thing going on. I just and, love basketball. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Like, Andrew Luck retired team. early and yeah. it's been rough. So, <laughs> so here, here you go. go. <laughs> uh, this is this is just someone doing their 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 uh, sewing that the um, how the program is how how the program yeah. is impacting folks in. In Indiana, and I made a vow. I made a vow, sir, to talk more about other states in the heartland because we yeah. are Missourians. Obviously, we are. We have a. I don't want to say a bias. But we have a vested interest in talking about what happens here. We certainly also have. We have a frame um, of reference. That's and what it more is. expertise. Um, yeah. but uh, we have a footprint. Um, that we refer to as kind of our heartland heat map. And yeah. Indiana is in it, and um, we talk about Iowa a lot more than we talk about Indiana. So, Indiana, uh, the Heartland yeah. Pod uh, says hello and says good morning, and um, congratulations uh, on the on the on the surplus that you guys are about to enjoy. Probably uh, people who are making below fifty. Think about like living on less than fifteen dollars an hour and yeah. having to pay all your bills and a student loan at the same time, like. Having that go away or having yeah. that or having interest payments that don't accumulate on the bank, like having the principal not go up. Oh, yeah. that is. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, the first thing I thought of was for a lot of people, this is going to allow them to buy a vehicle totally. or maybe buy a home. And so when you talk about pay, you off, know, what, pay off a credit card bill, yeah, like get there's rid of no other better consumer interest. than a homeowner. Anybody who's That's never right. been a That's first time right. home buyer and, and then everybody laughs and they go, yeah, wait till you realize how much money it costs to own a house because you go buy everything. Right. You go buy everything because right. <laughs> right. you don't have right. anything. It's you yours. don't realize you it's don't have yours. anything. 
Well, it's, also, like, it's, all, it's also they don't have string. I'm like, how do you not have? How do you have a house? You don't have string. You have it's also like else. everything in the house also belongs to you. So when it right. gets but when it gets broken, but right. also you, like you it also means that there might be people who can go back to work because they can afford childcare. It might mean that yeah, childcare. That's it, a great it example. Might, it might or even having that, a child. Right. Correct. Or going back to finish a degree because a lot of people right. drop out of college because they're already in so much debt that they can't keep up the payments right, or getting to... a sub getting an advanced degree yeah, so doing if you, a doctoral yeah, program if you, there's all kinds of benefits so if you are if you borrow federal being able student to go loans to the doctor uh yeah if you borrow federal student loans and if you're out if you borrow money at all for, for college as soon as you're out for more than a semester the payments roll kicks they, right in baby so yeah. if you have to take a, a time off of school like who like do, do you know anybody like you took time off of school you have i had to worry about that time off of school um and when that happens you're just like wait what now and like you don't understand that when you're 18 years old and you sign a bunch of like promissory notes you don't even know what those words mean when you're signing right. like right. you're just all you want to do is get a degree because that's what kind of gives you the leg up that you need yeah. in our society so uh just i'm i'm excited to see more stories like this especially because i'm sure the i, I they better if the biden administration can't make good hay out of this um yeah then they're not the administration that I have been observing for the past three years. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Like they, I think they'll, I think yeah. they'll, I think they'll figure it out. Well, speaking of an administration that can make hay out of stuff, up in Wisconsin, Governor Tony Evers, 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 uh, calls Evers. a special session. It's Evers, yeah. Uh, he issued a call Tuesday for the legislature to come back into a special session and finish your work on the 2023-2025 biennial budget. A lot of a lot of the bees and pass a comprehensive plan to address our state's chronic workforce challenges. Uh, he's a leader uh, and he's making head because he's got some Republicans in Wisconsin that I think they see the writing on the wall with the trends uh, uh, in Wisconsin yeah. and they are yeah. rashing. Uh, you know, well they're and, trying to. And he's got it, man. He's got about what, a tail. What they're really trying to do. Is they're trying to do what the Missourians did here and pass permanent uh, tax cuts for the wealthy. Right. Um, thanks to the budget surplus they're enjoying from uh, federal pandemic aid. And whatever. Right, temporary was, budget surplus, they want right. forever tax cuts. Yeah. Right. They want. They it's want it's just smart fiscal planning. <laughs> yeah. We have extra yeah, money that, today that we're never going to have again. That'll so never we'll come just back go ahead to, and. That'll yeah, never come back it. to bite us. Um, so this is this is the uh, this is what Evers had in his budget that they would not vote on. Um, yeah, so yeah, I haven't seen the list yet. Put, I'm very excited. He put so so Evers was like, "Here's my budget," and they're like, "Oh, we're not going to vote on that." Bye, and they went home. And he's like, "Come back, come back, and do your job and vote on the budget that I put in front of you guys." Um, and I think like it's really interesting. I don't know. I don't know much about the dynamics uh, with his with between Evers and his legislature. Um, but uh, the it looks like this is a standoff, and I think you're absolutely right that this is all about like people that are flexing their muscles. But um, there's something to be said about what majorities will do when they're dealing with a leader from the opposite party, and this is certainly about partisan politics for sure. Um, this is what the money. This is the. These are some of the line items that are in uh, Governor Evers' budget. Ready. 365 yes. million in child care support, 
uh, continuing Ooh. stabilization grants that help sustain the state's child care services program over the last two years. I don't understand why he wants to care so much for children. I thought that I don't know Democrats why he wants to help. I don't know killed babies. Why? So. Yeah, I don't know why the hell he gives a shit about working parents either. That's weird. Yeah. Um, no, also asshole. includes twenty-two million to continue a related child care support program, subsidizing employers who, in turn, cover child care costs for their employees. What the hell? So is wrong with him? socialism, right? For businesses. This is this is this <laughs> is this woke communism? Is that what this is? Oh, is it throwing mm. it? Throwing we, it. We have definitions coming on Monday, by the way. Yeah, throw I'll, back I'll have to some definitions Monday. on that. Start. This is something that I think is really amazing. Dude, and that, I want to. I want to really quick. I want to stop on that business one because that's a huge deal. I I run a small business. We have employees, right? And the idea of being able to provide that kind of a benefit is a huge, huge deal. Because I'm in the kind of world where if my uh, I have an assistant, if my assistant went down for a month. Uh, for any reason, let alone if it was be- for the great reason of going on maternity leave, right? If she's gone, if she's if she's off for me, like I, there there is no like, oh, I'll just wait. Like I need somebody like pretty much immediately. Well, and you have it's, the it's crazy. Also, like we're in the middle of a of a of a huge employee shortage, right? And if you want to right. if you want to encourage people to get back into the workforce, they're going to need childcare. So being able to turn to a small business, really a business of, you know, say 100 to 150 employees and saying, we're going to help you subsidize the cost of child care for your employees. Yeah. I don't care how you vote. You're going to do that. That's whatever. Um, this is, I think, amazing. So $240 million to kickstart a paid family leave program for new parents and for workers who need to take time off to care for a family member. The program Excellent. is intended to be self-sustaining through a payroll tax analogous to the unemployment insurance system according to the administration. So So short-term employment insurance. This is, yeah. So this is, so you, let's say like when my mother uh, died of cancer, um, I had very generous employers who were like, Rachel, I was already working remotely by then for these people, for this company. And they were like, look, um, I was consulting, but they were like, look, you don't worry. Like your retainer is intact do what you need to do. We got you. But like, not, I mean, if you're not in that situation and you have to take care of a, a, a an ailing relative, when I was taking care of Elliot, um, right. when he had surgery. Um, I just made it work. I just did it. It was really, yeah. it, but I, I was able to kind of save some money so that I could take those months off. But this, as soon as, that money ran out. I mean, we were very lucky that he was able to get some disability income and things like that, but it was a very, very, very perilous time. So the idea that new parents and people who need to take care of people need to be able to take time off work. That's it period. And they should not have to go broke while they're doing it. So well, um, that's, it's a perfect example. I mean, that's uh, this, this past uh, year when we went through everything we went through with Clara, Yes. Uh, my, my special needs daughter. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a couple of weeks. Um, she was on oxygen for, uh, 21 yes. straight days at high yes. levels and we were at work most of that time. And that was very, 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 hard. 
And it's, it's kind of insane what we put people through just for that purpose of like, you know, it's, we weren't at work mining diamonds and gold, right? We were at work and yeah, I'm a lawyer, but like, you know, we're pretty regular people. <laughs> like we, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're not, we're not rich. So uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, the idea that that was important. It's so important for us to be able to be at work uh, instead well, of being live, able to concentrate on that. Instead, we live in a state where if Amanda wanted to take time off as a teacher, they could fire her. Anyway, there's more though. Right. 120 million. This is again, this is the, this is the budget they would not vote on. Right. 120 million in additional higher education funding, including 66 million for the University of Wisconsin system. Okay, what do you want to bet that when the University of Wisconsin is kicking ass, all those Republicans got on their colors? You know what I mean? Oh. What's the what's the what's the mascot for the University? Badger, yeah, the Badgers. Yeah. So they're so they're so they're like I'm Bradger through. You know that they're like. Oh, on the one hand, absolutely. Be like, they're te- they're indoctrinating our children. The other time, like if they're if they're like in a I don't even know what conference that is, but let's say like they win it or whatever. Well, they also hate you know all this woke all these woke policies. But you tell me they're not going to immediately put on a Packers jersey and go to the NFL oh, game with the end racism in the end zone and yeah, sure, all that sure. stuff. And that's like the least you know. There's just plenty of folks on the left who probably hate this, football because it's it's is... like the least friendly. <clears throat> This is so I think this is exciting too. So forty million for the Wisconsin Technical College System and funds Huge. for grants aimed at making college even more affordable. Evers noted that UW Oshkosh announced last week plans to lay off or furlough employees to cut eighteen million from the university's budget. Hmm. hmm. Those are similar numbers. Almost identical. A hundred million to continue funding for a series of workforce development programs begun during the pandemic with federal pandemic relief funds. Okay. So first of all, I just want to pause for just a second. Yeah. I have forgotten what it's like to live in a state with an executive in charge who (laughs) tries. Stop. That's the end of the sentence with an executive in charge. Period. Period. End of sentence. Um, You know, the rest of it is superfluous, redundant, all of those things. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so the, the, I want to say, so the head of the Republican caucus in uh, Wisconsin is named mm. Robin Voss. Robin She's Voss. from Rochester. And she dismissed the special session as a quote stunt. And the proposal says, quote, nothing more than a rehash of Tony Evers' tax and spend budget. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Voss said the Republicans priority when the legislature comes back into session after Labor Day would be to try and restore a tax cut that Evers deleted with his partial veto when he signed the budget. Blah, blah, blah. Oof. Good do luck with that. A, do you have a sad trombone sound effect for your flyover? Um, do I don't I don't have one handy, but I can I mean okay. we can call We need that. Yeah. Yeah. So we good luck somewhere. to Governor Evers. I hope that that all sounds very rational and I hope that he's able to um, get some of those folks in line. It's going to yeah. be an interesting political season for the folks in Wisconsin when he can just be like, they voted against increasing access to child care. Yeah, here you go. Here's the line, folks. Uh, take take this with you on your on your happy Friday. Here's the line. The Republican Party in Wisconsin Missouri, Indiana, most of these states uh, in the flyover view area 
they are anti-student, anti-healthcare, anti-education, and anti-safe senior citizens in nursing homes. Run One, with two, it. One, two, three, four. Run with it. All right, let's round it out back here in Missouri, down in southwest Missouri and Taney County and Branson. Voters have said yes to a new tax levy. After 90 years, Taney Hills Library in Branson gets public funding. It had been a privately funded uh, library, and the supporters got it on the ballot. It is a, uh, a ballot measure that they have to pass locally. A new public library tax levy of 18 cents per $100 of assessed property. And the results came in and it won by 46 ballots. There were something, uh, something like I think 4,000 ballots or so cast, 50.49% uh, to 49.51%. That's pulled from the KSMU report from Gregory Holman over there. Uh, this is a, a huge deal. I do a lot of work with libraries. I have uh, been, uh, we have a lot of librarians who listen to these shows and shout out to all of them who do, especially you, Michelle. We know who you are. You're, you're everywhere. Uh, and it is really cool to see. And especially after the couple of years we've had and the open attacks on I libraries, thought it was gonna, I thought it was it's gone. a big deal. I thought this is the only library. In I didn't think this right? was going to pass in a million years. It, it, is, and, I, and, and I am correct in saying that, right? This is it. This I is the believe one. so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This well, is they the don't library. have another. They don't have a public library, so yeah, I would imagine this is the right. One. So I think this is the library. Um, I I feel like we. I read a story about this. The headline was something like Branson's only public, a uh, publicly accessible library set to close or something, if it wasn't passed by voters. So this is what I have to point out, though, while campaigning. For the new library levy, supporters reassured conservative Taney County voters that their public library would absolutely not feature drag queen story times and that the government wouldn't force the library to buy so-called liberal books and media. Okay, yeah. so little, little, I almost said so many curse words. A little <laughs> lesson on what that word liberal means what is the root what is the latin root of the word liberal adam uh, that would be law? uh that would be li is it, i think it's lib just liber it's liber so liber means free. Uh, it's yeah free. generally it just means it free means, it means free Li liber is is the root literally it means free so when you're talking about liberal, people talk about like liberal values. This is one of the great coups of the Republican Party in the 90s was to turn liberal right. into a dirty word. It just means the expression of freedom. That's what it means. So liberalism is the expression of freedom. So right. what the conservatives who are crowing about censorship with social media companies and that they're being targeted and that there's all this stuff that they can't say anything because they'll get canceled are actually against yeah. the expression of personal freedom, just to be right. clear. Um, I know that's not what he meant. Um, and the idea that you can tell a library what they can't buy is in itself a form of censorship. And so whoever it was that said those words, you should come on the Heartland pod and you and I should have a conversation about what liberal means. And I won't insult you. I'll be very respectful. I will listen to your ideas. I'm going to give you a history lesson, though, on how all of those ideas made it into our Constitution 
and how you live in a country where it's legal for you to say whatever you want into a microphone. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations Amen. on the folk that passed it. That's amazing. I'm so glad and you have the library. The best part is that not only is library free, because it is, but the reason I said generally yes, free, is because library is also book. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It goes together perfectly. Yes. I'm pretty Wonderful. sure I did that right. If if I'm if I'm wrong, people can correct me. Yeah, correct. Correct away, folks. Correct anything we got wrong. Thanks for listening. Uh, our stories today. Thanks to Rachel for putting it all together. Uh, we had stories from the Missouri Independent, Politico, KSMU out of Missouri, news from the states, uh, and the Indiana, Indiana Capital Chronicle. Uh, there are other citations in the show notes as you take a look. That's what we've got for you for Friday. Have an awesome weekend. Rachel, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thank you. And I would love to hear people's comments on um we're we're playing with like you said, we're playing with our formats. Um yeah. we are we're kind of shifting things around here at the pod. Let us yeah. know what you think. Let us know. Let us know what you miss. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't say Kevin though. We all miss Kevin. It's I'm sorry yeah. if you if you of course miss we do. Miss you, buddy. That's not that's not we can't I can't make him do things he's not doesn't have the time to do. But aside from missing Kevin, um, are there things that you uh want to hear from us talk about on our we're calling this kind of the short version of the Monday show. So there'll always yeah. be for the foreseeable future, you will hear a mixture of yeah. one uh, of one of us, two of us, or all yeah. three of us, even. Yeah, sometimes. anywhere from one to three, up to as yes. many as three. Yes. <laughs> Today was two. Peace out. Peace. Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media LLC. Producers Adam Summer, Rachel Parker, and Sean Diller. Outro song by American Aquarium, written by BJ Barnum, called The World is on Fire. Learn more about the Heartland Pod at heartlandpod.com. Learn more about American Aquarium at americanaquarium.com. That's when I saw a tear fall from her eyes She said, what are we gonna do? What's this world coming to? For the first time in my whole life I stood there speechless
become the home of the afraid Afraid of the world, afraid of the truth Afraid of each other This ain't the country my grandfather fought for But I still see the hate he fought against Give rest to the tired Give mercy to the poor Give warmth to the huddled masses And I'll show you journey 